Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Haug, founder of the international online coaching business, Team Ange. I'm an expert in building muscle and losing fat, a natural figure and fitness pro athlete with the UFE, and a lover of everything personal development. I'm a mom, a businesswoman. Most days, I just feel like a hot mess trying to keep it all together. I spent the first two decades of my life overweight, tired, hating vegetables, and living off Pepsi. I got sick and tired of feeling tired every day and decided to transform my life. This fitness and nutrition podcast is dedicated to educating and empowering listeners on all things training, nutrition, and personal development. I'm on a mission to help you improve your body, achieve your goals, live a confident and fulfilled life stepping into your full potential. So let's help you transform physically and mentally to a person that's been hiding underneath all along. Let's do it. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to today's episode. For today's guest, I had the opportunity to chat with Miss Brenda Johnson. Now, Brenda is also from a small town. We actually grew up in areas pretty close together, maybe like 45 minutes or so. So we share very similar pasts from that respect. We grew up in similar types of communities. And I met Brenda at a conference just couple months back here and really connected with her story and the things that she was saying and I knew that she would be a perfect guest to bring on to share her valuable information because she talks all about the subconscious mind and how we can create transformation on a subconscious level. So here's Brenda's story. She was chained to the same corporate job for close to 14 years and lived in debt for most of her adult life, which is something so many of us can relate to. And then Brenda made a decision, and that decision was that it was time to stop playing small. She changed her relationship with money and success and finally turned her passion into profit. So what Brenda does now is she works as a high performance coach and uses things like NLP and hypnosis to help people transform on a subconscious level. She helps driven entrepreneurs perform at the highest level possible so that they can serve more people, attract more money, and be happy and confident while doing it. So what we get into in today's conversation is very, very exciting, guys, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. But we talk about the power of getting your subconscious mind to work with you. We talk about how to change the language that you're using when you're talking to yourself, how to ditch that self-doubt, those limiting beliefs, those things that really have pre-programmed you to go about your life in a way that isn't in the direction of really having you vibrate at the highest frequency, perform at the highest level possible. So we go through how to break all of that down and really create the life that you want by changing what's going on subconsciously. So you guys, I hope you really, really enjoyed this episode. I know I got a lot of value from all of the good nuggets of information that she shared in today's conversation. Without further ado, let's get into it. My conversation with Miss Brenda Johnson. Let's just kick things off by welcoming you to the podcast and having you share with our audience your story. So let's go back to Brenda 10 years ago. Oh my God. (laughs) Brenda 10 years ago was a completely different person than Brenda today. Brenda 10 years ago was actually, uh, well, I was still working a corporate job, obviously. I had lost 145 pounds by that point. Um, 
Yeah, because 10 years ago, it's 2019. Yep, I would have lost that weight by then. I was in an interesting space in my life. I looked happy on the outside, but mentally and emotionally and physically, my life was kind of a shit show. So I had lost 145 pounds. I used to weigh 315 pounds. I lost all of this weight. My husband and I, we had been together for 18 years, married for 14. We decided that our relationship was no longer serving us. It just wasn't working. He's an awesome person. We literally just grew apart. Like that happens to people. So I was going through this really weird phase where I'd lost all this weight and everybody was like, oh, you must be so happy. And I was just like, no, like I was just filled with rage and sadness and I didn't really know who I was. And I had been working as a personal trainer um, part time. I used to like to say, I was like, oh yeah, I have a, a business. I have my own business and I work a full-time job. And it wasn't until last year when I was like, oh man, I actually didn't have a business. I had a hobby. And so I was working with people as a trainer and they were getting results. And I mean, I knew how to get weight to come off of people, but I, I kept looking at them and I'm like, you know, something is missing and something was missing inside of me too. So then I started studying nutritional therapy And I became obsessed with how the body worked, how nutrition could really affect things, how gut health and mental health were tied together. Like I I literally, I became obsessed with that. And that's how I started to change my outlook on things. And then I was still dealing with this feeling of like something was missing inside of me and I was still dealing with rage And so I started to get into NLP and hypnosis and I was going through it myself. So to get certified in this, you actually have to go through it and deal with your shit basically. And as I was doing this, I realized what an impact it was having on my life and what an impact it could have on other people's lives. And so I started using that as a tool. And it's really funny because... Over the last 10 years, I would say probably the last two years have been when I've really, I've kind of figured out who I am. And I know that might sound weird to people, but I just, I had no idea who I was for a really long time. And so I was building this side hobby, which I called a business and I was working full time and I was give, give, giving to everybody else, but I wasn't giving back to myself ever. And so last year I hired some business coaches and I decided it was time to leave the corporate job and actually turn the hobby into a business so that I could be doing what my soul felt like I was supposed to be doing, which was helping other people to make an impact on the world. And so that's kind of what got me to where I am today. It's kind of a, you know how they say a journey is never a straight line? That's the truth. My journey's had all sorts of random detours. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely sounds amazing, Brenda. Now, have you found in that transition of what you're doing now that you've shifted away from changing physically to essentially changing on like a subconscious level versus just what's going on externally? Oh my God, I love that question. So 
it's funny because the last two years I put on about 60 pounds and I was really beating myself up for a while. But I realized, and now I'm in the process of taking that weight off again, but I've realized it's so much more about how we actually view ourselves and the thoughts we have and the beliefs we have than it is about going to the gym and beating myself up every day. And don't get me wrong, I loved the gym. I loved lifting heavy weights, and I still do. But the last month, I've taken myself out of the gym, and it's ironic because as soon as I took myself out of the gym and I just started focusing on, like, my emotional health and my emotional centers and my energy centers, it's like 10 pounds just melted off of me. I'm not even going to the gym. (laughs) So it's important for people to understand, like, our beliefs rule everything, what we see, what we hear, what we feel, what we focus on, the insights that come to us on a daily basis. And this is really important because if you're trying to make healthy changes, if you're trying to build muscle or if you're trying to lose weight, if you're constantly focused on the restriction, which is what I, I always had focused on restriction. Growing up, I was a really skinny kid. And so then when you wake up one day and you're 315 pounds and you're like, oh my God, I feel horrible. I'm so fat, blah, 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 blah. I was always taught, because I'm going to be 45 this year, so I'm of the generation that was taught, if you want to lose weight, you restrict yourself. You don't get to eat good food. You go to the gym, you beat yourself up, you overexercise. That's what I was taught. And so for me, when I put the weight back on, or some of the weight back on, I had a real struggle not going right back into restriction mode. Because every time I went to restriction mode, it just caused more stress in my body. And it actually produced the exact opposite result that I wanted. And that goes with anything in life. If you are in debt and you constantly focus on the debt, you're going to create more debt. Because that's how our subconscious mind works. Mm -hmm. And I know you talk a lot about changing your subconscious mind to make it work with you. So one of the things Mm. I really wanted to dive into today was universal laws and how we can get, (laughs) yeah, I know this is something I thought might light up here, might light you up here, but how we can really take those limiting beliefs, take those things that are so within us that maybe we don't even know that they exist and change them so we can change all the elements of our life that maybe we're feeling stuck with. Well, it's really interesting too. And I always like to tell people, and this ties into the, the laws, everything is energy, like everything. The, the microphone we're talking into is energy. The desks, you, me, we're all energy. And so that's where the laws of the universe come in. And it's funny because everybody knows, well, almost everybody knows like the law of attraction, But what people don't understand is that one of the keys to the law of attraction and to creating in general is your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is a goal-getting computer. It will get you whatever you want. It'll even get you the stuff that you don't even realize you want. Subconscious can only process, uh, it can only process and accept like, am I going to accept this or is is this false? It can't process negatives. So it's going to accept information or it's going to reject information. 
So like I said, if you're focused on, I don't want to be in debt, subconscious looks at that. It doesn't understand the word don't. And it goes, oh, she wants more debt. Or I don't want to be fat. Oh, she wants more fat. So when we're trying to create with the law of attraction, you have to understand, put it this way, the last five letters of the law of attraction is the word action. And that's where your subconscious mind comes in. You have to give your subconscious really clear direction on what you want. Think of it like a GPS. A GPS system, and we all have them in our phones and in our cars, you type in the destination you want to go to, right? As your end point. And then you have to have a starting point. This is where your subconscious mind is very important. You have to give it very clear direction. The subconscious thrives on imagination and emotion. That's the language of your subconscious mind. So when you start to visualize how you want to feel, that's the starting point of the GPS. Now, this is where the law of attraction and your subconscious work together. When you input something into a GPS, you input the end destination and your start destination, but you don't map out the route that you're going to take to get there. That's the role and the job of your subconscious mind and the energy of the universe. The law of attraction basically shows us how we create things in our lives, whether it's the events that happen, people that come into our lives, our thoughts, our feelings, our words, our actions. Like attracts like. So I'm going to use relationships for an example here. If you are constantly in relationships with people that are like just wrong for you, you're attracting jerks in your life or narcissists or whatever it is, your thoughts, your dominant thoughts on a subconscious level are affecting your energy frequencies and you are literally attracting those people into you. And what gets really interesting is when we talk about the laws of the universe, there's actually 12 of them that most people don't realize because we've only really ever heard about the law of attraction. The most important law is the law of divine oneness. And what that says is that everything is connected to everything else. Everyone is connected to everyone else. Everything is connected to everything else. What we think, what we say, what we do, what we believe, it all affects everything. So if you think of like a ripple in a pond, you throw a rock in, it ripples out. That's the law of oneness. That's energy. Everything is energy. <laughs> And so when we're trying to change our beliefs and trying to change our mindsets, it's really important to understand that if you're sitting there going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to manifest some stuff, but nothing's happening. It's because it's not magic. It doesn't fall out of the sky and fall onto your face. It's you are creating the things you want by tapping into the power of your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is the most powerful, precious, beautiful thing, most beautiful tool that you have to use. And so neuroscience, like this isn't woo-woo. Science has actually proven we can change our brains. We can change our minds, which means we can change our behaviors, our attitudes, and our beliefs just by thinking differently. Like how amazing is that? And so if you want to create new healthy habits, if you want to create abundance in your life, it starts by recognizing 
okay, what actions do I need to take? What do I need to be doing? Like, it's just, ugh, I'm obsessed with the subconscious mind because it's just, it's beautiful. It helps people become more conscious, more awake, more aware of what's actually going on. I just totally went off on a tangent there. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I just wonder, how do we talk to the subconscious? How do we even discover what in the world is sitting down there? Because I feel like sometimes we don't know. Right. Like sometimes that journey of like, well, I don't think that way or I don't have that belief can come Uh in your thinky, thinky brain, in your conscious mind. You go, I don't I don't think those things. I'm not attracting that kind of guy. It's like it's really hard for us to be like that is within me. So let's just dive into how we talk to the subconscious, how we connect with the subconscious. And then how do we go, hey, you know what? This is sitting here, but. I no longer want this to be within me. Oh, also awesome question. So I have to backtrack a little bit so people understand. We all have these core beliefs that are programmed into us from the ages of zero to seven years old. This happens three ways. So verbal programming, we hear things that our parents say or trusted adults say, or nowadays young people can be hearing things that influencers on social media are saying. The second way this happens is modeling. So we watch things. So with me, I watched my mom and her next door neighbor diet all the time. I watched the adults in my life struggle to make money. It was hard to make money for them. The third way is significant emotional experiences. Remember, subconscious thrives on imagination and emotion. So if you have a happy event that's related to something you might hang on to an experience or if you've had a trauma you can hang on to things our dominant thoughts lead to our dominant beliefs those dominant beliefs lead to dominant stories and those dominant stories are what become our identities so the easiest way to start to recognize where we might have some limitations or some limiting beliefs and here's the thing too <sighs> there's actually no such thing as a limiting belief the only limits we have are the ones we put on ourselves the perceptions that we create. But in order for this to make sense, we'll just we'll say that we all have these limiting beliefs. If it was easy to spot them, one, I wouldn't have a career, and two, the world would be a much different place. So the easiest way to start to spot these things, we all have that inner critic, right? That little voice in our head when we go to lose weight or when we're trying to make more money or when we're trying to communicate with people, we have that voice in our head that pops up and it's like, oh, who do you think you are? It's that fear-based voice. Anytime you have a fear-based or negative emotion come up, there's a belief attached to that. So for somebody like an entrepreneur who's trying to put themselves out there into the world, who's promoting themselves, if they get this fear-based belief about, oh, you know, what if I can't fill this program? What if I can't get clients? Recognize, oh, interesting. What is it about not being able to get the clients? Where is that coming from? Oh, because on a core level, you probably don't feel like you're worthy. It's why so many people get so many certifications. They keep learning and learning and learning because they don't feel worthy. And I fell into that trap. I have so many certifications. I could spell the alphabet, but 
I also realized, yes, I need knowledge to be able to help people. But at the end of the day, it came down to my self-worth. I didn't feel worthy. And my philosophy is there are really only three core beliefs that people can have. It comes down to self-worth, self-love, and self-confidence. And working with the amount of clients that I've worked with, it's really about self-love. And everything we experience outside of that is just a symptom. So if you're having feelings of anxiety, there's a belief there. The belief is that you're overwhelmed because anxiety is not a thing. Anxiety is feelings. It's an emotion. And the emotion attached to that is overwhelm. And the belief attached to the overwhelm is usually, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing or nobody's going to buy into this. The feelings of anxiety come because so many people are focused on living in the future instead of being present. So when we are trying to shift our subconscious mind, when we're tapping into it, anytime you have a negative emotion come up, what I want you guys to start doing is interrupt that pattern. And one of the easiest ways to interrupt it is to use one of my favorite sayings, which is, thanks for your opinion. You can go now. So anytime I have a fear-based thing come up, I'm just like, okay, thanks for your opinion. You can go now. Here's what you guys need to know. When you remove or interrupt a negative, you have to replace it with a positive. And the easiest way to do that is think about whatever your fear-based emotion was. If I'm sitting here going, oh, I'm never going to lose this weight again, and I'm freaking out over that, well, the opposite of that would be becoming a person who easily loses weight. I'm sure your listeners have all heard about I am statements, which are very, very powerful. The challenge with them is if I'm sitting here and I don't on a subconscious level believe that I can lose the weight or make the money or have a great relationship or whatever, my subconscious mind is going to call bullshit on me. So the way around that, the loophole is, okay, so I have this fear-based belief that maybe I can't lose the weight and then I go, thanks for your opinion, you can go now. And then I insert the positive, which is I am the type of person who loses fat easily, or I'm the type of person who attracts love easily, or I'm the type of person who prosperity is attracted to. Whatever, whatever your fear-based belief is, just say the opposite of it. By saying I am the type of person, rather than just going, I am a fat loss, whatever, subconscious can't argue. You cannot have a conflict. Because subconscious is now going, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I accept that as a truth. I am the type of person that can do that. The other thing you can say is I am choosing to be or I am in the process of. By adding those type of words into your I am statements, they make them more powerful because subconscious can't argue with them. So it's so powerful. Like when we start to recognize the language that we're using with ourselves and it's always the easiest way is always those fear-based or negative emotions or when you hear that little voice in your head coming up, you know that there's a belief attached to that. Mm. Now what happens when situations come up that reinforce the opposite? So reinforce 
the thing that you've always believed to be true. So something continues to happen. So you believe that that's always what's going to happen for you. The more mounting experiences that we have that support the thing that we believe to be true, the easier it is to say to get back into those self-doubt patterns. So for somebody who's having that and really struggling with, hey, you know what? I tried telling myself all this, but then this happened. How do we Uh get, how do we not go to that conclusion of feeling self-doubt and feeling as though there's no hope for ourselves? One, I want you all to take the word hope out of your vocabulary because it instantly tells your subconscious mind that you don't believe. So when we have these negative experiences, and this is where the energy comes in too, for a really long time, especially when I worked in my corporate job, I was my energy was a lot lower. It was vibrating at a lower frequency. So negative experiences, the only way I can describe it is like you get stuck in this vortex of negativity and it's really hard to get out of it until you realize your beliefs aren't true, your thoughts aren't true. This takes practice. It's like if you said, um, here, I'm going to give you this training program and I want you to go to the gym five days a week. And then I didn't go five days a week or I only went like once. Do you think I'm going to lose fat or build muscles? No. This takes time. This takes patience. This takes practice like anything else. So when we're talking about affirmations, you are literally reprogramming the subconscious mind when you're telling yourself affirmations. You are literally creating new neural pathways. The challenge is most people are very, um, we're all looking for instant gratification, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why what I do with people, the hypnosis, it's like we're able to plug right into your subconscious mind and start to tell it new stories because remember subconscious doesn't understand what's real and what's imagined so it's about learning to tell yourself new stories so I had a horrible relationship with money my whole entire life up until two years ago I was constantly in debt whether it was like twenty thousand or eighty thousand dollars in debt Every time I would make money, something would happen. The car would break down or one of the animals would get sick or I'd have to buy a new fridge or whatever it was. And so I had this, the shoe is always going to drop syndrome is what I'll call it. I was stuck in this vortex of negativity and felt like I could never get myself out of it. And the way that that started to shift was I literally had to start telling myself a new story. I'm the type of person who's great with money. I'm the type of person who can make money and keep the money. We have to keep telling. And this is where people get so frustrated because they're like, Brenda, I can't just tell myself stories. But you have to. That's how your subconscious mind works. It thrives on imagination. It's like athletes. You can have these conversations with an athlete and say, you know, I need you to visualize everything leading up to the event. So if you're a fitness competitor or bodybuilder, they will literally visualize their poses, what the sage looks like, what it smells like, how it feels, 
they can visualize the whole entire thing. But the second you tell, and I'm going to say average, but I'm not meaning it like, oh, average people. The second you tell this to like business people or entrepreneurs, some of them look at you like you have six heads. It's like, well, how can I change my current reality just by imagining things? Because that's the way that the world works. That's the way your mind works. You have to keep telling yourself new stories. It's actually called reauthoring or restoring. And I know that sounds weird, but if you just recognize that you are caught in the spiral of negativity, that's the first step. You have to become aware because half the time we are running on autopilot. We have no idea that we're caught in a shitstorm because on a cellular level, our bodies have become addicted to that. Human beings are by nature programmed to bond over negativity. So that's why it's really important to start to recognize when you are caught in that. And then you have to start shifting. And sometimes you have to look at the circle of people that are around you, whether that's your friends or family sometimes. And sometimes you have to limit the exposure to those people. You have to choose to love and accept them for where they're at and recognize that you're on a completely different journey. You have to ask yourself, what would the version of you that has exactly what you desire, what would they feel? What would they hear, smell, taste? You have to act as if you are already that person. You speak and act these new beliefs into existence with your emotion, but it starts with becoming aware. And most people just give up way too soon. I love so much of what you just shared there. There was a piece in there where you said that you used to vibrate at a different frequency, mm-hmm. but now you vibrate at a different frequency. So tell us more about that. And for somebody that feels as though maybe they're vibrating not where they want to be, how do we start shifting that? Oh, I love talking about this. So the first thing is to recognize, so when you're in – the shit storm, as I like to call it, the spiral of negativity or the shame spiral, your energy is lower than you want it to be. Anytime you have negativity around you, and when I say that, I mean anytime you have negative people around you, anytime you're being judgmental of yourself, anytime you're judging other people, all of those things lower your energy. Have you ever been... um, you know when you're just like in flow and everything seems to happen easier and ideas come to you and clients come to you and you just feel super creative and super happy, that's that's a higher vibrational energy. If you want to start to vibrate at a higher level, you need to start doing things like going outside and being in nature because nature is the most high frequency you can get. You can literally just go out, stand with some trees, and be present. Listen to the trees. Listen to the birds. Listen to the bugs. What does the wind feel like on your skin? Can you feel the sun eating the top of your head up? Being present is the number one way to raise your vibration. And being present in nature automatically does it. The other thing I like to tell people is change your physiology. Stand up. If you're feeling glum 
or down or blue or bleh. And I know everybody listening to this knows what I'm talking about. But when you feel like that, stand up, fling your arms around, dance around, even if there's no music. Because when you change your physiology, that basically shakes up your energy. It shifts your vibration. You vibrate at a higher frequency. The thing you will notice as you begin to vibrate at a higher frequency, you're going to start to recognize negativity around you a lot easier and you're going to have less patience for it. And so when I talk about loving and accepting people for where they're at on their journeys, that's where this comes in really, really, really important (laughs) because as you vibrate at a higher level, as you are creating and flow, as your energy is higher, the negative low vibrational energy is just, it's not going to be a match to you. So if you are looking for that perfect relationship or perfect job or perfect whatever, perfect client, you want your energy to be a match to the energy you're trying to attract in. So let's think about this in the way as if your energy is lower and you keep trying to attract in more money or better people or better clients or a better lover, it's, it's not going to happen. Energy needs to match. It needs to vibrate on the same frequency to attract. Like attracts like. Like that's just one of the laws of the universe. Like the law of vibration, it's actually one of the 12 laws. Everything in the universe moves. It vibrates. It travels in circular patterns. And so in the physical world we don't necessarily see the energy. A lot of us can feel it. But you have to be aware of what your thoughts and your feelings and your desires are. And understand that like each sound, each thing, every thought, it has its own vibrational frequency. Think about you and I are talking right now. We're not in the same room. There's a frequency. People are like, oh, the internet, it's just like magic. No, there's a frequency. There's all of these cell phone towers sending out frequencies. Human beings send out frequencies all the time. It's like, oh, I'm sending out a positive frequency. I'm going to attract positive people. And oh, I'm sending out low vibrational frequency. I'm going to attract that into me. And so the thing I always tell my clients is like, do you actually know what you feel like? Like, do you know what you feel like? On a good day, what does your energy feel like? Do you know? For myself personally? Yeah. I would say like on a good day in terms of, what would I say? I feel like it's the days when I don't necessarily have a timeline or not necessarily a to-do list and the entire day leaves me with a sense of satisfaction. So without having the productivity of work, without having all of the things accomplished in that way, there's a sense of going to bed at night where I feel very satisfied with the day. And I think so often for me that comes in the form of hanging out with people that I love deeply or hanging out with my son and us doing some sort of exploration. But 
just this sense of I feel very satisfied by very satisfied by everything that happened throughout the day and I think the root of it for me is so much of what the past three decades of my life I feel like has been always like check things off the to-do list always have the goals always have like the being busy stuff to feel as though Mm -hmm. I was enough to feel as though I just like had a reason to be here or a purpose to be here but it was really the birth of my son that really created this massive shift for me where it's like who am I without the business who am I without the empire that I have like what is it that really lights me up throughout the day and makes me feel as though this was a good day and that took a lot of like self-discovery I would say to be like hey you know what these people that I'm hanging out with aren't the type of people who make me feel that way right mm-hmm. and and I feel as though sometimes we can feel as though we have to be in certain rooms or with certain people to get the validation to feel as though we are enough versus feeling as though we um are enough on our own so I feel that's probably the way that I would describe a good day <laughs> so on a physical level do you feel light or do you feel heavy I would say light. Yeah. So this is what I want people to start to pay attention to. This is how you start to recognize if you're vibrating at a lower frequency or a higher one. It's like people can go into a room, and I'm sure a lot of people relate to this. You go into a room and there's people in there and you're just like, ugh, no, I don't want to be in this room. Because somebody in that room, the energy doesn't match you. And you get this heavy feeling. And on a physical level, for some people it might be... I don't know, like a tightness in their chest. For me, I get this this gut feeling, literally, that just makes me feel yucky and nauseous. People need to start listening to their internal guidance system because all of the answers you need about anything in life, your body, your mind has those answers. The human, our human shell, is this awesome equipment that we use, but the mind and the soul that's our being. So when people talk about connecting to higher self or connecting to source, that's inside of all of you. You have all the answers that you need. It's just about learning how to tap into those things. And like, that's one of the things that I help people do is recognize who they are and how to get the answers that they need. And it's not a simple feat. We have to do a lot of inner healing. We have to tap into our heart energy. And let me tell you something. I've been working on my heart energy for the last two years. This year especially. It is uncomfortable. And it can be hard. But when you surrender and allow yourself to become vulnerable and allow yourself to start to look internally for answers instead of always looking externally. And by externally, I mean like getting readings done or using cards or pendulums or whatever. And those are all great tools to help you. But you have to you have to start looking inward. And when you do that, the most beautiful shifts start to happen and life becomes easy. Because guess what? Life is not supposed to be hard. Making money is not supposed to be hard. Love is not supposed to be hard. We make it hard. Do you feel like, Brenda, when it comes to the different energies 
Do you feel as though we can sense when there's blockages in certain chakras or certain areas where we need healing? Or do you feel as though um, for yourself and your personal journey before that maybe you went through your life without a lot of self-awareness in that space? Oh my, yeah. So there's a couple things in this. I believe that everyone can sense things. I believe on some level, everybody is an intuitive. I am able to tap into those gifts now. I had shut them off a really long time ago. But if you start to listen to what's going on in your body, so let's talk about the throat chakra for a minute, because that's a really popular one that seems to have problems um, or blocks. The throat chakra relates to our ability to communicate. So if you are somebody who's constantly getting sore throats or constantly losing your voice or has trouble expressing yourself, there's more than likely some energy healing that needs to go on with your throat chakra. It's funny because for years I would get laryngitis all the time. I would have bronchitis all the time. And looking back, I'm like, oh, right. It's because I was afraid to step into who I actually am. It's a, I was afraid to speak in my authentic voice. If you are someone who has, well, this is an obvious one, but heart issues, heart chakra, it affects our ability to love. And not just our ability to love other people, our ability to love ourselves. And so emotional issues that can come up with that are anything related to love or joy or the inner peace. So anybody who might be feeling overwhelmed or anxious or depressed or angry, that's heart chakra stuff. We just have to start paying attention to what's going on in our body and understand, yes, there are physical symptoms that can manifest when our emotional centers, our energy centers are out of whack. Solar plexus, that's a huge one for people. It affects our ability to be confident in our life. So if you're having emotional issues around self-worth or self-confidence or self-esteem or self-love, solar plexus stuff. I actually did a, a little while ago, I did a podcast specifically about chakras and what they are in healing. So if anybody wants to learn more about that, they could go listen to that. Awesome. I'll definitely put that in the show notes, Brenda, for people that might be interested. Yeah, it's, it's a cool it's a cool thing to learn. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like for people like you and I, we don't see it as woo-woo or like no. bizarre. We're like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. And yeah. now when you're connecting the dots, you're like, you know what? I, I, I kind of see a lot of sense in this. Now for somebody that's listening, that's kind of on that, Feeling as though energy healing, chakras, like they're <laughs> on the woo-woo space. What kind of advice can you give to somebody who's maybe feeling a little less open to that particular idea? Well, it's really interesting because I always like to joke that I like to science the shit out of things. Because even with the hypnosis and the subconscious mind, it's not woo-woo, it's science. If you do a Google search for scientific studies about energy you'll find science look at tesla his all of his theories all of his stuff is based on energy 
like that's science. So my advice to people, because I work with people like a lot of high performers, my advice to people is allow yourself to get curious about other possibilities. Because when you can start to get curious and see possibilities rather than limitations, your whole life is going to change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, why did you choose high performers? Uh, I didn't. They chose me. Um, <laughs> why do you think you attract them? Honestly, it was because of my money story and what I went through. Uh, it was interesting because for years, I did not talk about my debt. If you looked at my life from the outside looking in, you would have been like, oh my God, she's got her shit together. She's like got a great house. She's got nice cars. And I did, but it was all from consumer debt. Like I was trying to fill a hole. My relationship wasn't really working. So we were trying to fill a hole. So when I started speaking about my debt, people started coming to me like these entrepreneurs who were finding themselves able to make a certain amount of money, but then either it would disappear or they would be able to make a certain amount of money, but then they couldn't break through that ceiling. And so when I started to work with these people and help them understand that it's never really about the money, it's always about our self-worth story. These people just started to have results. They were like, I've had clients who've like tripled their income within one or two months, all because they did the inner work. So I think because my energy, my frequency at the time, and even now was to help people recognize their worth. That's why the high performers started coming to me. And it was also because I was teaching people like, it's not, it doesn't have to be hard to make the money. And you don't have to burn yourself out doing this because for so long, I spun my wheels and spun my wheels and spun my wheels and all I did was work. Life isn't supposed to be like that. So I joke because I was actually a guest on uh, my friend and you know her, Sarah Fennell's podcast. And we had been talking about like health and wellness. And then I was a guest again and we started talking about energy and high performance. And it was literally, I think her podcast came out like two days later, we messaged each other and she said to me, she's like, you know, you have to pivot, right? I was like, yeah, I know. Because all of the clients I was getting was entrepreneurs who wanted to perform at higher levels and executives who were feeling stuck in their corporate jobs or were afraid to put themselves out there or who who couldn't speak their truth. So here I am last year building a business so I can leave my corporate job. I said I was leaving by October. August comes around and I completely switch my market. August, September. So like three months before I was going to leave my corporate job and everybody was like, are you crazy? Are you like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm working with the people that I'm supposed to be working with. Our energies are attracting each other for a reason. And I had no fear that it wasn't going to work because I just, there was no other option. I was just like, no, this is, this is who I'm supposed to be working with. And so I did, I left my corporate job in October, October the 12th was my last day. And 
literally in less than 10 months, I've been able to build this awesome business, helping people make a bigger impact on the world and helping them make more money while they're doing it. And in the process, I created the six figure business. Like, how does it get any better than that? And the thing that's important for people to understand is I always hear people, they're like, oh, it's not about the money. Okay. Again, everything's energy. Money is energy. Would you go home to your partner and go, oh, it's not about you. You're not that important. No, the more money you make is just an indication of the size of the impact that you're making on the world, on the people around you. The bigger the impact, the more you get in return. But you also have to be open to receiving that money, which so many people are not. Just like so many people are not open to receiving love. Mm -hmm. I feel like that connects so well back to where you were talking about like – not trying to figure out the route that the GPS is going to take, right? The, you know what, I am just honoring that this feels like the right decision. And whether that was what you had thought your original game plan was going to be, you're like, hey, you know what, I can't do it that way. I'm going to have to go in this other direction. And I think it's so important to listen to that. Like, so often we get these friggin like gut reactions feelings that are just like smacking us in the face and for whatever reason we're like well I didn't plan for that so I'm just not going to listen to that and that can be such a crazy mistake to make now the other thing you talked about there was the money stuff so Mm -hmm. the shame the I don't know what it is but there's like that's such a common one for people right the like I even know for me honestly like hiring a house cleaner was really fucking tough for me like honestly (laughs) like if I'm being completely honest because my mom always said like only rich people have house cleaners right and then my business mentor was like no girl (laughs) You don't like cleaning and yes, your audience likes to make fun of the fact that your house is always a mess when you take pictures, but that's okay. Like it's a, it's more of like a running funny joke than anything <laughs> that I don't clean up my kids' um, toys when I go to take pictures and that kind of thing. But it's like, oh my God, mom, you programmed me to think that like getting a house cleaner was like, I don't she know. programmed this- you to think that rich people were greedy and bad in some way because a comment like only rich people do that. And that's one of the most common things. Like you hear things like, Oh, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Only rich people do that. Oh, you can be rich or you can be happy. I'd rather be happy. Well, why can't you be happy and rich? Because here's the thing. And this, as I was changing my money story, I realized the more money I make and have and keep, the more I can give back and help other people. So I'm huge. I'm a huge animal person. I don't have children. I have furry four-legged children. But there are animal rescues that I love to be able to support. And I realized that as much as I can only adopt so many animals, we have three cats and a dog, I can give back to them by giving them money so that they can help rescue other animals. Like the more the more money you bring in, the more you can give back and help other people. So we have to get away from this feeling like, oh, money's dirty. Like, think about this when, and especially when I was in corporate, we were told don't ever talk about how much money you make. Why? Why is money dirty? When did money become dirty? Mm -hmm. Like money's not dirty. Having a lot of money doesn't make you an asshole unless you're already an asshole. Mm -hmm. 
then you're just an asshole with money. <laughs> like, exactly. if you're a good person, it doesn't change you. But it's those beliefs, right? Your mom had this belief that only rich people have house cleaners. And so you adopted that belief as one of yours. But guess what? Beliefs aren't true. <laughs> yeah. And the sooner that we can work on those things, the better. Absolutely, Brenda. Well, why don't you tell me uh, or tell our audience where people can find you if they want to connect with you online? Yeah, honestly, the best place to find me is on Instagram. It's underscore Brenda Johnston. Um, that's really the best place to find me. I don't even have a website right now. It's my business is mostly referral based. So I was like, I'm, I can't even be bothered building a website. So yeah, find me on Instagram. I also have my podcast, which is the Limitless Life podcast. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify. You just Google it. You'll find it. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. When we like to wrap up things the same way with every episode of the podcast here, Brenda. So that is by having you share with our audience how you would like to be remembered. Oh, that's such a good question. Oh my gosh. You know, I would really like to be remembered for being a person that helped other people wake up to what was possible in their lives to help them realize that at their core they really are capable of greatness on so many levels I just I really want to help make an impact on the world and help people to wake up that's what I would want to be remembered for <laughs> awesome 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 and it sounds like you are well on your way in that space Brenda I want to thank you for taking the time to have today's conversation I really truly appreciate it and uh, I'm sure we'll cross paths it seems like in this particular space that it's pretty close-knit that generally at events <laughs> you tend to cross paths again and I look forward to it it's true thank you so much for having me I really I'm so grateful to have these opportunities to be on other platforms and reach other people. So thank you. You're welcome. Have yourself a great day. You too. Okay. Bye for now, hon. Bye. Oh, so many powerful pieces of information. I hope you guys truly enjoyed today's episode. Now I got a little challenge for you. If you are not driving, we absolutely love when you share these episodes on social media. This allows us to touch more people's lives and we just really love that sense of community. So if you love today's episode, if you know that there's other people that could really find value in what was shared, I challenge you to head on over to Instagram and either do a post or post it in your stories or share it on Facebook. Find a way that you can share this with at least one person because that is how we can make a difference and really create this ripple effect of creating awesomeness all around the world. Other than that, guys, have an amazing week. I've got to say, I have been feeling pretty good this week. I don't want to assume that the rest of the week is going to go well and that I'm going to be feeling fantastic, but I got my fingers crossed that maybe this will be the week that my pregnancy turns around and I start to feel a little bit better. But if not, today's a good day. The sun is shining. Weather's starting to get warmer here in Canada, and I am certainly grateful for all of that. Other than that, guys, I will chat with you next week. Have an amazing week. Guys, I'm on a really big mission here and I 
want to transform one million lives, but I need your help. I can't do it alone. I want you to take this episode, share it with just one person. Maybe it's a friend or a family member or maybe a coworker, just one person who could really benefit from the information in this week's episode or perhaps a previous episode. That is how we create impact. That is how we get this movement going. That's how we take people from feeling tired and just not having a fulfilled life and we put them into fulfilling their full potential. So I challenge you guys to share this with just one person. It would mean the world to me. And as always, head on over to iTunes, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. They come out every single Thursday. That is my commitment to all of you guys so that you guys can continually grow, expand, and fulfill your full potential. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Lots of love. Ange.